Grab your pencils, pens, notebook. Let us start today's session. Excuse me, class. <clears throat> I just got to clear my throat for a second. <coughs> Excuse me, I thought I was going to sneeze. Whew. All right, guys. Welcome back to another class. Today it is Literature 101 and books that live up to the hype. I'm going to put this up at the top so people know. There it is. All right. Cool. All right. So many times books come up and it, it or they just become some of the supposed best stories ever written. Some don't age well, some do, but either way, they have a reputation or a hype behind them. Now the definition of reputation, if anybody knows reputation, all right. So reputation is the beliefs of something or someone that continues. Could be bad, could be good, could be in between, but either way, the object or person holds up to the news of it, basically. So thegreatestbooks.org has a lot of what they call the greatest books of all time for various reasons. And we're gonna go over just a few that I've read, and you guys may have as well, and we might even go over some of these in later literature um, classes, so you might want to write some of these down. So the first one that I did not actually make it through, but luckily we didn't have to, we read excerpts, is Leo, Toistel, Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. It is a long graphic detail of the events leading up to Napoleon's invasion of Russia and the impact of the Napoleonic era on czarist society. That being said, it is loved and it is hated, but it holds up as one of the best books ever written. Now, Tolstoy in general was, or is, I mean, he, he's, he's gone, but is still looked at as one of the best writers ever, especially for Russian literature. But something about this book seems to stick. And whether it's a comparison to how um, you know, the, how countries interact together, how war happens between, or how invasion happens between. This book is something that goes down, and the reputation of it, well, it still sticks. And again, that reputation is depending on, or depends on who you are. You either love this book, or you hate this book. There really is no in-between. Um, but I think that's one reason why this book still is on shelves and in classroom uh, curriculums, excuse me. Um, again, not one that I probably will teach in my classes personally, but if you don't mind a lengthy story, it holds up well for the sheer historical con uh, comparison and knowledge. Otherwise, it's just a really long book <laughs> that I'm pretty sure the first few pages is just one giant paragraph, if I remember well. So, yeah. 
Next one, I want to go over The Great Gatsby. It's a book that I've read probably at least 10 times. And of course, this chronicles Fitzgerald himself, or chronicles the era that Fitzgerald himself dubbed the Jazz Age. Following what happened with World War I, American society begins to enjoy unprecedented levels of prosperity during the roaring, I think 50s is what it was, roaring 20s, excuse me. Let me get these numbers out of here. But again, this is a story that due to so many remakes, so many films and shows, it loses its specific character, but it's another historically based book. So again, book number two, history is its reputation. Is it a popular book? Well, it's still on this list right now. So yes, it's a popular book. Is it a book that everybody likes? Not really. However, most people that I've talked to that read it, even if they weren't a fan, said it wasn't the worst book they've read, which really enough in book terms is not necessarily a bad compliment. It's kind of a, you know, but again, the problem here is the is the fact that everybody's read this thing probably three or four times and you don't want to read it anymore. So while it is popular, while it does hold up to its rep of what it is, it's just not uh, it's just not a fun book to read when you've already had to read it read it so many times. Now this next one here. Don't hold it against me, class but it's on the list. Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Not aging well at all. Definitely not an appropriate story for today's age. However, Mark Twain is constituted as one of the best American authors of all time. That being said, he also spoke it like it was. Uh, there's plenty of his quotes that talk about his dislike for government, his dislike for how people treated each other. And my personal favorite is the more he meets people, the more he likes his dog. I just love that quote. However, Huckleberry Finn is a book that is very important in a historical context, once again, but also in a literary context. Mark Twain, again, I know, I think my wife might be watching. She's not a big fan of his stuff, but I'm pretty sure she may have read one or two, as we all have, in school. But because this book covers topics that are very hard to swallow in today's age, it's not a book people go to automatically. It's still a book on a lot of curriculums. However, in many areas around the world, it's also a book that's been taken off a lot of curriculums due to the subject matter. And again, we're not here to talk about the specifications in here, but the rep on here again is history. It holds up because, unfortunately, even though the story, some of the plot is not happy plot, it follows historical record, and it would have happened in that time period. That's what holds true. I'm wondering if most of this stuff is going to be historical or just, you know. All right. Now we're going to a play, but it's still a story. Shakespeare wrote a zillion different stories slash plays, and Hamlet is probably one of his most known, if not maybe Macbeth, somewhere up there with it as well. 
So Hamlet, we know the story. We've read this so many times. Uncle kills his father to try to get the throne, marries his mother. Hamlet holds big grudges, and a lot of people end up, well, you know the story. Again, this is something that is a made-up story. However, if you guys watched our Julius Caesar story, uh, Shakespeare did write the Julius Caesar play that he took from history. And again, he took things from the idea of, uh, of the time period. Now, they believe this one is written between 1599 and 1601, 1599 and 1601, very important. And more likely than not, this is probably taken off of something that Shakespeare saw happen in life. Now, the big question on people's minds that we'll probably talk about at a, at a later date, who is this Shakespeare person? Was it an individual? Was it multiple people that carried a moniker? Similar to, you guys remember Mother Goose, Nursery Grimes? Well, that, I believe, was a moniker for somebody else or for a couple people. So, if that's the case, <clears throat> excuse me, if that's the case, then it could be different viewpoints of what royalty was at the time. <clears throat> Again, history. The next one here, Moby Dick by Herman Melville. I will not tell you how many times I hate this book, class. I know I should not say that as a teaching a teacher, but Moby Dick is a long book, and it's a book that I've had to read probably 20 plus times, not, not initially all the way through, but I had to use it for so many things. It is still called the greatest novel in American literature. Published back in 1851, this is the story of Captain Ahab on his crazy, maniacal pursuit of the giant, not killer whale, but killer whale that took his leg. Now, funny enough, you, if you guys know science, the whale in this book is a sperm whale, which is one of the least likely things to even notice you, let alone attack. Just putting out there, Melville, maybe you could have picked a different whale. Doesn't matter. There are sections in this book strictly about whale biology. There are sections in this book about what people do when they are when they whale and they catch the whale, making candles, making uh, using the blubber for heat. There are so many or chapters based on what you did at the time. Okay, so my wife never read Melville. Again, I'm saying this personally. The story itself is a clever and a classic story. I like the idea. It's a pirate ship basically going after the whale that took their captain's leg. Interesting story. However, I can only read so much whale biology, and the middle chunk is just that. So again, we're going back to history, folks. This holds true because it talks about what was going on. This is almost like a reader's guide to how to be a pirate slash whaler in the 1850s. There you go. Um, let's see what else we have here. Um, we have, um, okay, Great Expectations, Charles Dickens. Again, the story um, from childhood to adulthood on the quest to become an adult. It is a story that covers many a thing that would have happened in England at the time. That's where he got it from. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm going to have to cut it short. I feel like I'm losing my voice here. 
Um, the Odyssey by Homer. We all know that one. That covers the work of Odysseus. And again, it has the monsters. It has the gods. It has the characters that were big in Greek culture. So we're going to end that right there for this one, just so I can save my, my voice for tomorrow. But reputation is big, and it seems to be that history conducts what the story is about. Nowadays, we do have more fiction than not. However, even in a book about, you know, like the Alex Cross stories about a agent or an undercover person, you're still pulling from jobs and things that happen on a regular basis. So what do you guys think? I think the hype and reputation comes from the ideas that a lot of this stuff happens in a period of time, excluding fantasy and science fiction, which also connect to history because of the idea of magic and robotics. But those stories get to be more creative because they're not based off of reality, so to speak. You know, for instance, you know, my wife fan the Harry Potter series. We don't have magic like that. However, we do have characters like Merlin. We have characters, um, who else? Um, a lot of characters in the Bible that were thought of to be able to do magic in the Torah as well. Science fiction, you have Asimov talking about iRobot. You have Hitchhiker's Guide by Douglas Adams. You have 2001 Space Odyssey from, um, uh, what the hell is his name? I think it's like right behind me. Um, all of that stuff is based off of science, just science that theoretically hasn't done. So my repu the, I, the reputation I feel for this is that hype comes from the historical references that you get from the books. Thank you guys. I apologize for uh, cutting short, but if you guys have any questions, check out the website, comment with me, let me know. We will do much more literature 101. If you haven't, please subscribe YouTube and Twitch. Thank you for watching. Stay curious.